Hey guys, really quick before we start the show, there's two ways you could support this show, and you can do them both by going to ComedyLOL.com. The first one is there's an Amazon link at the top of the page there, ComedyLOL.com. You do all your shopping, and it helps us out. We get a portion of that. And then you can click Donate, and then give us some money. Please enjoy. What? Hear what I say. We are the business today. Function is finished today. RT and J. Need a new PB and J. We dropped the classic today. What? We did a tablet of acid today. The choice with the matches and ashes away. Hey. We dash away. Donna and Dixon, the pistol is rapping away. All right, everybody. Welcome to Brandon Bonanza. <laughs> I am Brandon, and this is my Bonanza. It's so terrible. <laughs> Um, the idea of my show is to basically... I want you to say that to a woman as a pickup line one time. <laughs> I'll say it tonight. Yeah. Uh, so uh, basically, everybody, um, in my life, I've met a lot of different, crazy, interesting people, and um, I have some really great conversations with them. So I figured, why not have a conversation with them and put it on the internet for other people to benefit and hear? So today, I have my friend... He is uh, also a co-podcaster with me and a comedian, Mr. Pat Oates. Say hi, everybody, Pat Oates. Hi, everybody. This is weird, the other side. This is weird. Yeah. So uh, for those of you guys who don't know, we do a podcast together called Pat Oates is Sad. It's Pat Oates' podcast, and uh, I am the producer, and once in a while I speak, which is amazing. Yes. Uh, but most times not. So, um <laughs> The the reason I wanted to have Pat on the show and speak with him is um, because his he's a stand-up comedian. How long have you been doing it for? Ten years. Ten years. Okay, so he's been doing it for ten years, and I've seen him in... I really enjoy his comedy. I've I've known you for, what, three, four years now? Yeah. Oh, like it three feels like now. so much longer. Yeah. I hate people say that, but like legitimately... When people say it's only been three years, I'm like what the hell? But I see memories on Facebook yeah. saying like when you were teaching the when I had you doing the uh, hosting the back room of Joker's Wild. Oh yeah, open that mics. open mic. That was only like three years ago. Wow. Yeah, that's crazy. Seems like it was like another like movie ago. Yeah, like part one of the movie or something. You were hosting some of that in 2015. Wow. I, I saw. I got a memory today that in uh, the front room was a. Uh, all lesbian comedy show, and in the back room was you running an open mic. Oh yeah, I remember that night. They that did cool. not want me in the front room. Like, no, you got to go in the back. You're not. They're like, as you remind everyone of Katie Lang, and she's not here. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. Uh, so the reason why I wanted to have Mr. Pat Oates on today is not really to talk about just his comedy, but what he's been doing lately, and um, he has been doing for a while, which is helping young comics. And I think that's something you've always done, but now you have done it where it's out in the open. So you're writing articles, um, you know, you give people advice on Facebook and in person. So that's the reason why I wanted to have you on was to talk about that stuff. And that's weird too. That feels like I've been like with the articles. Uh, this week is the one year anniversary of me doing the articles. Oh wow! It's only been because this a year ago is when Dave Chappelle. It was on that oh, Saturday yeah. Live, and I, that's, that's right. what got me to do it first because um, I had written a Facebook status about being excited about Dave Chappelle, and then I started writing a little blog myself just on – I put on Facebook, like, a, like a, a, just a regular blog thing. Mm -hmm. And I posted that about my excitement for Chappelle and Tribe Called Quest in, in a time – where, you know, when Trump had just won, mm -hmm. people, and I wanted to hear Chappelle's reactions, and I was excited to watch Saturday Night Live, which is the first time in a long time. 
And I posted it on Facebook, and some of the guys from Laugh Staff, so, one guy, Cameron Amigo, saw that, com- messaged me and said, would you be willing to write your report on what you see for Dave Chappelle's uh, hosting for us? Mm-hmm. So I said, sure, and I wrote it, and they liked it. And from then on, they decided to have me be a weekly contributor. Oh, that's that's really crazy. And then, so that was the original idea. So w- before we go any further, why don't you tell people where they could find this and what exactly we're talking about? Man, I, it's so funny because I've asked them, like, hey, what's the, how do I tell people how to find this? <laughs> so the best way, padoats.com, because the links to each one is okay. there. Um, anyone that's an aspiring writer or anyone that likes to read short articles about anything, uh, medium.com is a really good uh, app for that. And you can write your own things. You can, you can just read things but. I write these through Medium. So if you went to Medium.com and followed me on there, it's fine. But if you follow me on any social media, I share, I share the links weekly. So Facebook, Twitter, just go put my name in. Uh, Instagram, I put all the links there on that as well. But the best way probably is padoats.com. Or all if right. you go to laughstaff.com, I think they have it on there too. Okay. I'm sure they'll figure it out. If not, just freaking email me. Um, no, but it was supposed to be – yeah. it was supposed to be an, uh, not an advice comment. It was supposed to be a mm-hmm. comedy diary. That's what they wanted me to do. They said, oh, that's your, your exemplary comic. So how about you, you're a comic that's unknown, that's been working out for 10 years. Why don't you write about those struggles? Instead of that we always hear about the guys who know what they're doing, are famous. How about someone who's trying to get through this? Mm-hmm. But when I started going to the mics and really thinking about it, all I started coming up with in my head were th- things I always had to overcome or deal with and no one talked about. So weirdly, it just morphed into an advice column instead of – a diary because everything I was doing was like, oh, instead of me just t- telling a story, why don't I tell people how to deal with this or at least how I dealt with it so they don't have to ask the questions? Because you know, at comedy, nobody was, you feel embarrassed if you have to ask some question you think everyone else knows. Mm-hmm. And it's not like, yeah, we're all, there's a comedy community in every group, but it's not like we're all like a team. So you're, you're an individual and then you feel embarrassed sometimes, even though you're saying come together. You don't really want to ask questions, so I'm kind of answering the questions that I figured out on my own. That's what I'm trying to do with the articles. So, yeah, I like that. So now I know you've taught comedy classes in the past, and I don't think it I was. Hate yeah, that's what I was going to say. It wasn't specifically your idea. You were kind of roped into it. Yeah, uh, when I, any comedy club I ran wanted to have them because they make because they make money. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't believe comedy classes per se. I think they're just. I don't believe in them because I don't believe you can teach. You can't teach anyone to be funny. You can, mm-hmm. but you can teach. You can teach and, and guide someone uh, how to make a joke relatable, how to how to present it properly, how to have stage presence, all the things you need, but you still need the mindset to do it. I can't tell them how to write a joke. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I can tell them how to structure a joke, but not how to be how to be funny. So I never liked that because people who paid money for those classes believe they're going to come out a comedian. Mm-hmm. Like when you go to you, you go to hairdresser school, you come out a hairdresser. <laughs> I think people still had that same mindset, and um, so that was the problem with that stuff. So as much as I had to do it, I told everybody the first class always, I don't believe in this class, but I will help you guys know what to do when you, when you start hitting open mics afterwards. My push right away was to say, you're not going to be a comedian. You're not going to be working on TV. When this is done, you got nothing, but I'll teach you. I'll, you'll know what to do at an open mic. Cause that's where you should really be starting. Mm, yeah. Like, so point him in the right direction. Right. So you think overall it was positive then, even though you didn't really want to get into it at first. No, um, it, was still- it wasn't because, I the people that take those classes nine times out of ten don't want to be comics, just a bucket list. Oh, okay. so they weren't hungry. Like what what was great was once in a while, 
you get someone who came in and you could just see the hunger, how they just loved comedy and watched it and wanted to know all the inner workings. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like I'm a big wrestling fan, the same kind of way where you, you hear about guys who become wrestlers. Like, I'll watch wrestling, but I've never wanted to like go to a gym and learn how to make fake look real and do all that stuff. That's too much insight. But as a comic, I always wanted to know how do they do that? How do they present this? What's it like? You know, when you're not on stage, what are you doing then? I think so. When people show up to a comedy class and they had that kind of hunger, that inspired me to write and work harder to go, wow, I, I want to be around that. Like when Rocky had to go with Apollo and go to that gym in Rocky Three, was all grungy. And he brought yeah. him. He brought him back to that place where all these young guys. And he, mm-hmm. he learned about the Eye of the Tiger. I like seeing the Eye of the Tiger mm-hmm. in, in those comics, and it, that's what drove me. But for the most part, comedy classes are just people who have a lot of money because they're spending it for no reason, and that's not a hungry comic. That's just somebody getting a bucket list. Yeah. Off. So ironically, you're helping more people now just by writing this article and uh, getting out there, and then having people discuss it. So um, I think that's kind of that's kind of ironic. Pretty funny. Um, so in wh- one of the articles, I when I first started, people started paying attention. I did write in it one time because people weren't really discussing. They were kind of reading it and we mm-hmm. get a couple like, hey, it was nice. But one day I wrote, if anyone ever wants, I said, you know, you need feedback. And I go, if a lot of you guys are afraid to ask anyone, just send me a video. I mm-hmm. just wrote it in an article one time. And I thought like nobody would ever listen to it. Like, send me a video and audio. Here's my email. And from that point forward, I get two or three comedians a week sending me either videos or asking me questions because they know that. I'm not. They don't feel like they're bothering me because I asked for it. Yeah. And I think that's the problem. Most times we don't do it. So I think that was the turning point where I was like, I don't. I like helping people that want to be helped. But I always tell them like, I'm not going to give you all the right answers. But I think mm-hmm. it's just good to have another set of ears or eyes on something you're working on because we become so enamored in our own comedy that we're afraid to like say, nope, this is wrong, Pat. You know. So you need someone else to say, no, Pat, this is wrong. You know what I mean? So like, mm-hmm. I, I like helping that way. That part I care about. So. So do you think that um, not only because you're asking for people to send you videos and stuff, do you think also because you have a reputation of being honest and in um, in the community world a lot, you think that has something to do with it also? It does around here, but weirdly enough, all the people I help, a lot of people that send me stuff is, are not from around here. Really? They don't know me as anything more than the guy who wrote the articles. I've uh, helped out two, I, I know for fact, two people from Maine, one woman from Oregon, a guy who's in Texas, uh, another person in uh, Missouri who've sent me stuff on mm-hmm. the regular. Oh, wow. With this stuff. And it's like they don't know me at all. They don't even know my comedy act. Unless they've seen something on, on YouTube and older clips I put up. So they just read your articles. Read my basically. articles, lo- liked how I wrote, liked, how, liked, liked my mindset on things, and, and wanted someone to talk to. And they're just like, it's like a Dear Abby. They don't know who she is, but they're asking for advice. That's kind of where they were going. That's pretty cool. All right, I'm going to stop really quick and uh, pause to come to you guys for a commercial. It's not really commercial. The way I want to do this right now is basically just through donations. So you can go to comedylol.com, click on Donate, and you could donate to this podcast if you like what's going on. And if you donate over $5, I will let you suggest a topic that we want to talk to and maybe even a guest if we can get them on. So go to comedylol.com, donate. And uh, you can help us out there. And the other way you can help us out is to go to comedylol.com and click on the Amazon link. If you're going to do any of your Amazon shopping, you can do it right there. The holidays are coming up. It'll be perfect. It helps us out. doesn't cost you extra penny at all. All right. Thank you. Okay. We're back here at Pat Oats. And we kind of were talking about how everything came about and how you're helping people. And uh, my question now, I guess, would be, where do you see in the future with this? Where do you see it going? Well, I mean, I, I do know actually where it's going. I've been writing these articles for a year. And now the guys at Laugh Staff uh, want to turn the article, the weekly articles 
into a book. It'll be an e-book, but they mm-hmm. want to do that. So comics who bring notebooks to shows and stuff like that, you know, and have things written in their iPads and phones. Can now, if they, if I write an article about, uh, you know, how to set proper goals at open mics or how to, how to perfect your opening joke or things like that, and they're like, oh, I want to work on something. What? How do I do that? They can now, if they purchase the book, instead of just weeding through all the articles on Medium, mm-hmm. I'll do it in groups, like one whole section, like one volume of books I put out will be, you know, just on joke structure. One will be like, you know, just on how to ask for. Uh, stage time or things like that they can just thumb through that and get it it's gonna be real mm-hmm. cheap but like that has pushed me to want to write more so now because i've been writing i ne- for years in comedy i never knew i wanted to write because i thought I was, I was just like oh i just like telling jokes i hate writing and then when they started doing this i'm like oh my god i love writing and it's really therapeutic just like i never knew i loved podcasting until i started doing it mm-hmm. so i think i'm going to be doing a lot more of not only comedy help self-help books but like i think just self-help books but from my bleak, terrible, negative uh, uh, point of view. Because I think every self-help book is always from somebody who's positive. Like, oh, that's not, most people who need help aren't positive. Yeah. You want to hear... You don't want to so hear the other side. you can relate better with them. Yeah, right. you're you still go, there. I can get through this, but I'm not going ch- to fake a personality. That's yeah. where I'm kind of wanting to write. So I think mm-hmm. I'm just going to start writing more and more things to help people. I've, I've learned I like helping people. Yeah. Which, it was, which is weird. Yeah, writing could be very therapeutic. I just came across this writing exercise, actually. I'm going to show you probably after the podcast. But, um, yeah, I, I awesome. I definitely love writing. What do you see in the future as far as uh, your comedy? Oh, I mean, doing it more until I die. <laughs> I mean, that's really it. I don't, at this point, I'm doing it 10 years. I'm 43 years old. I don't have any goals as more than perform more places, travel around more, get in front of more audiences, and, you know, obviously financially I want to be able to take care of myself, but at the end of the day, I just want to go around telling my jokes to as many people as possible. I just like doing that. I think it's the same way with the articles. I think I've kind of learned that. And I'm not like, you know me more than anybody, I'm not somebody who's all about, like, you know, uh, community and, and people coming together, but I've learned that I like touching people's lives, mostly through humor, but also if I can help them through that humor with the advice or anything else. So I just want to go around and travel around the country and then tell jokes and watch people walk out smiling because they walked in not smiling. You know, mm-hmm. that's kind of just all I really want to do with this. But yeah, but also make money and be fucking famous and shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we all, well, you know, we all want to do that. Um, I think that's a great place to wrap this episode up. Guys, um, Pat Oates, where can they find you one more time? PatOates.com uh, for my comic schedule for the Laugh Staff articles and for our podcast. Uh, yeah, that's right. Sad. Listen to both of us on Paddles is sad. And uh, you can find me co- at um, Brandon Smith 203 on Twitter and uh, Brandon at comedylol.com for the email. All right, guys, thanks. Bye. Hey, you can smoke a split with a clip, but there's still no mountain pie, you know. Oh, wide enough to touch the naughty, nappy, nasty, nigga, the nasty, trashy, whole happy, pappy. That's happy to be nappy. Rock went spots in flocks and groups and troops with timber boots and gel suits. That's how I roll when my hair do dope. When the will I got won't and competition ain't dope. Beat your break, you broke, you smoke, you take, you send you to your little group on mute. Sooner or later, you wanna flip, tell them full semi half with a dip. And all that other ringling brother shit. Sporty naughty hot pot, greater than nature why I shit. Slam the flip, flam and dip jam. You can run, but you can't hide, you can't go far. No matter where you go, there you are.